Money Roots is made possible by the support of our sponsor, Rooted Planning Group. Are you ready to take control of your financial future? Look no further than Rooted Planning Group, your trusted partner in financial well-being. At www.rootedpg.com, you'll discover a wealth of resources and expertise to help you thrive financially. Rooted Planning Group specializes in personalized financial planning, investment management, and retirement strategies. They understand that every financial journey is unique, and they're here to guide you every step of the way. With a team of experienced advisors, Rooted Planning Group is committed to helping you cultivate a secure and prosperous future. Visit www.rootedpg.com today to learn more about how Rooted Planning Group can help you grow your money roots. Every week, it's my goal to share financial information that helps you in both your life and financial vineyard. We hope it takes you from your roots to the journey of your vines and the influences in the air that have helped craft your delicious life. Like wine, life and finances have different palates that should be celebrated and not judged. Joining me today for the dime section of Wine and Dime is Kate Welker. Kate is one of the financial planners at Rudy Planning Group. Welcome back to the show, Kate. Hi, Amy. Thanks for having me back again. I've been looking forward to our little conversations. I love this topic that you and I are going to be talking about today. Um, We kind of deemed internally September Insurance Month. It's not something that's like a national insurance or something, but we just sort of wanted people to start thinking about coverages and possibilities. And it's a horrible thing to have to think about, but planning for something makes something when it does happen a little more tolerable, right? So, or whatever, less stressful, maybe, I guess you want to say. <laughs> and we're, we're pulling from your experience over your lifetime, actually, because we wanted to talk about what if there is a catastrophic situation or a damaging situation to your home? Yes. How do we get it restored? Yeah. So my background is a little bit unique. I'm a financial planner, but part of my life was spent, um, I have self-employed parents as I've talked about a few times and my father, a piece of his business was in smoke restoration, which is when you've had a fire, either an actual fire, a furnace puff back, different things that would leave soot or fire damage in your home and water restoration, which could come from things like burst pipes, floods, any kind of water damage. So I grew up watching this situation and him working in it. And then I worked with him the end of my, probably my senior, junior, senior year of high school into college. I was his primary employee in the summers. And then anytime they had a larger project that was restoration based and I had time available, I'd work with them. Um, So I kind of intimately got to see what it looks like on the experience side of someone going through this. Uh, And as we've talked to clients about their coverage, I will just pull on my personal experience to kind of help them understand what it might look like if that happens. It's a very sometimes emotional situation. I mean, can you imagine walking in if your house is on fire? This is, it's been a horrible situation. Even water can just be overwhelming. So some things I've learned and a few tips of how to be maybe better prepared or what to do if that happens. Well, so let's start with the, you made the comment about the insurance coverage. What are some of the key parts of your homeowner's insurance that you would want to make sure are included so that you have number one, the resources to get this done? Exactly. Uh, One thing I like to mention, even before we get into like what company you're using, what type of coverage, there's a lot of ways to obtain insurance out there. 
you can go through an internet-based company and I don't want to bash. There's a lot of great options out there. But I also would encourage you to reach out to a local agency that represents many carriers. And the reason I say that is maybe you're going to find a great deal online and it makes more sense for you financially. But we've also found that sometimes that local agent can be a resource in times of emergency as well. So it's sort of an extra piece to your policy to have a a personal contact to call to walk you through these. Um, Every insurance company will have a contact or an emergency line to call, but having a, a person that you know and can put a face to might also be helpful to you. When you get into the actual policy, uh, a few things to look for on your homeowners. One term to look for is something called replacement coverage. And -hmm. especially in terms of damage like this, we like to see replacement coverage. And what replacement means is if you have, I like to use a TV because I think it's easy to understand. (laughs) If you have a 55-inch smart TV, your insurance is going to compensate you to get you a 55-inch whatever brand, Samsung TV under replacement coverage. Under other coverages, it's depreciated value. So they're going to look at this is what this TV was, how long have you had it, and give you the depreciated value in cash. So you wouldn't be made whole again, so to speak. You would be able to buy a used TV, not a brand new TV. And we all know that TVs go down significantly in a given day, let alone over a period of time. Absolutely. Absolutely with that. On the cover side, on homeowners particularly looking for things like on the water side, I'll I'll Mm, kind of pivot there. Some water is covered, some is not covered. Groundwater typically is not covered. So that's something you can talk to your provider about, your agent about, is there groundwater coverage? Kind of basically understanding what your limits are and what your risks are in your policy. You may decide you don't want to insure that. It's too expensive. You're going to self-insure. And if you had water, you'd be paying out of pocket for the recovery side Mm -hmm. of that. Um, Same with sewer backups. I've personally gone through that situation in our home with old pipes. Not bad. Very minor. Had to have the repair done. And it was something we had elected not to. Thankfully, we were able to find a, a nice solution. But there's lots of pieces to your policy that you might assume are covered or included and might not be. So having one, read through your policy and have a conversation with your provider to make sure you understand what is and is not covered. Yeah, I think that's really important. And when you're talking, like that backup coverage is one that we're always, we, <laughs> that's one that if you are in the city, we want to have that conversation because if you have that happen, number one, it's an emergency because you've mm-hmm. got sewage in your house potentially. Mm-hmm. And number two, it's costly because it's an emergency. So you can probably talk to that a little bit. <laughs> it, it, it is. Well, our situation, um, we actually, my child, one of my children was obsessed with flushing toys They just thought it was fun. So we got to be on friendly terms with a plumber and it ended up, we actually had a larger issue and it sort of was the uh, straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak. Uh, Found out our pipes had been collapsed, the the sewer line to back up and a few things there. And ours ended up being our internal, we did not get the bad internal, like in the basement situation, some people run into, which is very costly Mm -hmm. and expensive. We had to replace pipes leading out to the road, sewer lines. But the situation, you know, I've had, again, listen to my father get called into houses. It's his probably least favorite calls to get where they, you know, no fault of their own, something happens and all of a sudden their basement is full of sewage and it is a very costly expense to hire a team to come in. It's a contaminated substance. So there's certain protocols that have to be followed to be able to haul that, dispose of it properly, mm. you know, make sure you have a professional that is trained and certified properly to take care of that mm. um, and get it out of there. 
And anytime you have water, also making sure you are aware of the long lasting effects if it's not taken care of properly. So we just talked about sewage backup. If it was even groundwater, if you leave water standing, it could lead to things like mildew and mold that are going to give you larger problems down the road. Yeah. So let's, so your dad does, has done a lot of restoration. You by nature of working for your dad over the years have done a lot of restoration. What are some of the things that you've, you, it, it's always a woulda, coulda, shoulda thing mm-hmm. in these situations, but what are some of the things that you wish people, you, you could say, I wish this had been done so that it would help other people in the future, should it ever happen to mm-hmm. them? One thing that we talk to clients about, and this partly has become from my experience, is having some sort of home inventory done. So whether this is the, I call it the old fashioned way of walking through your home and and kind of writing a list and inventory of your property and assets, something we recommend, and Amy, you, I've heard you many times say this, is use your cell phone and periodically just walk through your house with the recorder on and just kind of show bookshelves, show electronics. If it's anything valuable or electronics, especially just state details like the model number, the, the manufacturer, if you know size information, going up through closets, open the closet and just kind of take a quick video. And the reason I say that is if you have a situation, typically we're talking about a fire in this case, because when you have water damage, that item is still there. It's it's soggy, but you could catalog the items that are being disposed of. In a fire, you don't have it uh, many times or it's damaged beyond repair. And if you've just handled that situation and your adjuster comes to you and says, hey, can you make me a list of what was in this room? Mm-hmm. You're mentally not going to be, I wouldn't be at the point able to just whip up a list of, oh, yes, I had this many books and I had electronics in there or jewelry. Mm-hmm. Um, So having a video you could pull back and just use the video to make that list really would be a stress reliever. And that is something I have just seen that, uh, you know, my my dad kind of takes a little different role in these cases where he'll work closely with the families and the adjusters. So he's right on the front lines and kind of helping coach them through recreating all these items Mm -hmm. from what he can see. But a preventative action, you know, should you ever need it is, okay, now I don't have to worry about her putting that list together from memory. I've got a video of it and I can turn that over to the adjuster. Right. They can they That's can right. recreate it from, from that point. Yeah. Something else I would say is right at the moment an emergency happens, call your insurance company before you're trying to do anything on your own. And this comes from the experience of seeing people who have tried to do their own remediation or cleanup and have done poorly, have created other problems just from not hiring a professional to take care of it. Uh, a lot of people don't realize in, um, so especially, so if you've had a situation that we run into on fire claims is a furnace puffback. And this happens when a situation malfunctions in your furnace and it, it, puff back, it puffs back smoke of some sort that came from the furnace situation and it leaves a soot residue throughout the house. And sometimes people will just wanna try to clean it on their own. And once you get soot wet and don't remove it property, properly, it turns into almost like permanent paint. So I've oh. seen people that have tried to start cleaning their own. And I wouldn't have known this on my own with not. And it, you can't get it off at that point. It would have to be painted over or torn out. Where if you just leave it be and a professional comes in and does it correctly, it's gone. So it's one of those, I know a lot of us like to DIY things these days or save money. or afraid of paying your deductible you know, calling the insurance company and we're either afraid the deductible is going to be high. I don't want to pay that mm-hmm. or it's going to make my insurance go higher if I have a claim. 
asking a general question. You don't have to turn it in if they don't think it makes sense to you, but asking a question about, is this covered? What would, what would a provider do? And mm-hmm. a lot of professionals will work with you on that deductible. I've also found yeah. not across the board, but, but many will. And it may be something that you can cover over time if your insurance doesn't cover it or something. I mean, it's still better to have, when it comes to a situation like that, it's still better to have a professional come in and deal with it. And I know you were talking about soot, but it's especially important. I'm shifting gears just a little Mm -hmm. bit, but it's water. Mm -hmm. It was a little over a year ago that Jasper, the town that Brent and I live in, was just flooded. Woodhall, Jasper, that whole area was completely flooded. Mm Mm-hmm. And many people, I mean, I think in, if I remember correctly, in Woodhall itself, like 13 or 14 houses were like completely condemned. Mm-hmm. If you don't properly deal with that problem, that could lead to actual health issues. It absolutely could. You know, you, the, the silent allergen is mold. We talk about toxic mold buildup in residences. And I've seen examples of this. That sometimes it's literally growing on walls. Other times it's hidden and people do have, like you mentioned, these ongoing health issues and don't know what it's from. The flood you mentioned, speaking of my dad again, my parents, their cabin was not in the heavy damage, but water and their basement flooded. So we went down and I've again done cleanup with him on other jobs. But a lot of people that week that didn't have groundwater coverage were still calling him and paying the fee to have it come in properly dried. And when I say properly dried, it depends on the scope. If you just have a little water in your basement, if you can get, and it first is getting the water out. So if you have a shop vac, if again, you're not using a professional, don't have access to it, just getting the water out is really important. And then making sure it's dry, which is usually setting up dehumidifiers and fans. Again, Mm -hmm. his business has commercial size dehumidifiers and humidity gauges and and things I can actually put into the wall to see if there's Mm -hmm. humidity behind the, or dampness behind the walls, Mm -hmm. which you and I wouldn't know. Is my wall wet Uh, between (laughs) between the studs? I'd have no clue. That's something that a professional organization would be able to tell you, but getting the wall, the, the dampness out. So that weekend we had went down and as a family called everyone in to help clean up their basement. And first he got the water out with his equipment, but then we just went through he set up humidifiers and then we also cleaned because that groundwater is dirty. So we took a disinfectant and wiped down the walls um, and all the furnishings that were in there and looked if anything was wood, we had to dec- decide, can it be saved? Did it have to be disposed of? And that's again, if depending on the scope of your claim, if insurance would cover, not cover things they would right. replace for you. Okay. So we've talked about soot. We've talked about water. We've talked a little bit about backup. What are some of the other things that uh, you know, you wish you could just forewarn people on. I think since we're kind of talking in general about the general property and casualty category, it would be overall liability limits. Mm. And this is not coming from my background experience. This is coming, I'm now putting on our financial planner hats um, and switching into the, the general liability that's on your policy. And I think a lot of people aren't aware of how much liability they have. And I, I don't know if you'd agree with that, Amy. It's sometimes where it's a surprise when we go over it. Oh, I only had that much or, oh, I have this yeah. much. Yeah, And making sure you have proper limits if there was a situation that happened on your property and someone sued you. So again, it's still an emergency of a sort, but a different type of emergency. Mm-hmm. They they could come back and they might, they might be a friend and they don't want to take legal action, but their insurance company may right. take right. legal action. Right. It's not, that's what we always tell people is that it's not about what your friend will do. It's about what your friend's insurance company mm-hmm. will do. And that's where it becomes a problem. Yeah. It is. It is absolutely. And whenever you are making an improvement to your home, it's something to think about. And the the big risk items I'm thinking of right now, the two would be pools and trampolines. 
Mm-hmm. Pools come with their own level of risk. So I would want to make sure it was disclosed, disclosed to my insurance company and I had appropriate coverage. Also make sure you're putting every safety precaution around that, like fences and every alarm, things up to code. And I mentioned trampolines because the age of my children, a lot of our friends have them. Uh, and some policies will not allow you to have them. They'll actually cancel your insurance if you have a trampoline. Yeah. So being that, aware. That's even worse than pools. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it is. It's a high risk. One of the one of our friends had their insurance canceled. They didn't disclose it, but the insurance company actually pulled like Google Earth footage, some kind of footage that could determine if they had a trampoline. So they sent an agent for a property inspection and they they ended up pulling their insurance, told them they had to find a new provider because they wouldn't or remove the trampoline from their house. That was that was shocking to me. Um, It was really, really intriguing the process they had gone through. And they said it's standard now. They periodically will pull footage of backyards to see if there's anything that's not covered. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I, yeah, you and I have never talked about that situation. It, it was, I, I don't know what company they were using. I, I have no clue what it was in the conversation I got into with them, yeah. but they were just verifying there was nothing, I don't know what you say, not illegal, but not allowed under their coverage or would disqualify them from being covered. And the same with animals. If you have animals, even the kindest animal, just make sure you have protection liability because you never know what could happen. And that's something that we'll see sometimes come back on a, a dog bite, you know, a, a kick by an animal, things like that, that it, cause medical things. Right. It, you know, that liability side of, in your insurance, talk about, talk about losing insurance. Dog breeds, certain dog breeds will do that too. So mm-hmm. be aware if you're a family that's thinking about adopting a dog, as sadly as you don't, I mean, if you're thinking about adopting, you don't necessarily think breed, you think what, you know, what's good for my family, right. but your insurance company doesn't care if it's a well-mannered dog, regardless of the breed, they, they really focus on the breed. So mm-hmm. I would, in planning to add a pet to your family, I would reach out to the agent or the insurance company you're working with and ask them that question so that you're not surprised by it later. Because a lot of the policies anymore write that hardcore, um, I would say, rider mm-hmm. into the coverage itself saying that you know it just won't be covered. Like if you add that pet to your family, it just won't be covered. And so yes. there again, situations like that, it's not about the family member that or the friend that wouldn't sue you. It's about their insurance company. And I will guarantee you that if a child or an adult gets injured because of a dog, the medical insurance company will come after your home insurance company. It's just what they do because they don't want to have to pay it. They're going to come after you, especially if it's really significant in nature. They will. And I think the final thing I would say is a note about communication. If you're in an emergency situation, communication is key. I, I've seen so many people, I touched on it early, that are afraid almost to call their insurance agent initially. Again, depending on the scope of what's happened, if it's a fire and you've lost your house, that's usually, a, no one's doubting about calling. But for small situations, I think there's a, a fear sometimes to call just because mm-hmm. they've heard stories about, oh, a phone call will make your rates go up. No, you know, they'll typically also guide you through the process. Right. And we didn't even talk about the process. Once you call your agent, they'll send an adjuster out to review your property and your damage and see what the claim looks like. And their role is to help you through this. Yeah. I also like to say, if you're struggling with your adjuster, call the insurance company and talk to them because they may have an alternate or they may be able to sort of push back on on numbers 
as well. Something I've learned watching my father's business working with adjusters is there's a lot of room for, I'm not going to call it negotiation, I'll call it communication about what the situation is, what the insurance company is going to cover, what your policy does for sure covers. There's usually this black and white area and a lot of gray area. It's kind of like tax returns when it comes to insurance claims. So just a, a lot of communication and get any help you can on your side and not be afraid to ask questions. Well, Kay, I so appreciate all the time that you took today to walk us through you know, your experiences and share the knowledge from all the, the fun years that you had some hard labor that you had to participate in and working with your dad's business. Tell your dad we appreciate the, uh, the knowledge that you've brought to the team uh, because of that. We hope that all of the listeners have enjoyed this tip. Um, I guess you want to call it a series of tips from Kay and again, her, her knowledge and background. If you like what you hear, please feel free to rate us. Uh, we only get a bump up when other people subscribe to us and we want them to have this great information. So please feel free to rate us and to send us any comments, questions, concerns. Don't hesitate to reach out to us if you'd like us to feature a particular topic in the future. And make sure you share it with your friends on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and on Instagram. Thanks, everyone. And we hope you've enjoyed the show. And that will about do it for today's episode of Wine and Dine. You can contact Amy through the website, www.rootedpg.com or amy at rootedpg.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at rootedpg for the latest news. And if you have any questions, comments, or topics you would like to hear about, feel free to let us know. Don't forget to rate and subscribe the show wherever you get your podcasts. And again, thank you for listening and be sure to tune in next time.